Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Urbandale, Iowa. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Jesus Christ. The scripture that speak to the first advent of the Messiah, his first coming. John chapter 1, verses 6 through 14, spoke of him as the true light that came into the world. And his coming into the world was by incarnation, meaning that he took on flesh, which means that Christ interjected himself into his own creation. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7, gave us a historical perspective concerning the reason that Joseph and Mary left Nazareth to go to Bethlehem. Bethlehem was the place where the prophet Micah had prophesied that the Messiah would be born. And so he was. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 14, told how an angel of the Lord appeared to shepherds, announcing the arrival of the long-awaited Messiah. He was born in the city of David, and he is the Savior, Christ the Lord. This morning, I want to call your attention to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 1, where Joseph, Mary's fiancé, also received an angelic visitation, a visitation that spoke to the reason for the Messiah coming into the world. The story begins with a unique predicament that Joseph found himself in. Although he and Mary were engaged to be married, they had not yet come together as husband and wife, and yet Mary was with child. There could only be one explanation for that. Mary has been unfaithful. And so the engagement has to end. And while Joseph pondered on that, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Sin. Sin is humanity's number one universal problem. It came into the world through one man, And death through sin came with it, and so death spread to all men because all have sinned. It started with Adam, the father of the human race, and his sin fundamentally changed his nature to that of sin. And since we are his offspring, we receive that fallen nature, and through it, every single one of us in this room, everyone over in the overflow room, everyone who is watching right now by way of our live stream, we have all committed our own personal sins against a holy God. The scripture is very clear that sin goes hand in hand with death, both physical death and spiritual death, and therein lies the problem. The whole human race is born into sin, and thus we all fall under the penalty of death. If it were not for the promise of God, then all would be lost. There would be no hope, but there is good news, and there is hope. 
The good news is that God in his omniscience, before he even created the world, knew that humanity would come under the curse of sin and death. And so he made a provision for the problem, and we find the very first mention of that provision in the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. God said, I will put enmity between you, he was speaking there to Satan, and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise you on the head, and you shall bruise him on the heel. <laughs> Basically, what's going on there is God is there with Adam, Eve, and the devil in the Garden of Eden, and he made a promise there to send a deliverer. He spoke of that deliverer as the seed of the woman. And that meant that his conception would be of divine origin. Thus, he would be able to come into the world in human flesh with no taint of sin and its curse upon him. Yet, he would also be able to be fully human, which enabled him then to represent humanity in the Father's salvific plan. As God said in that little statement to Adam and Eve and the devil, the deliverer, the Messiah, he would suffer a serious blow from Satan, but it would be through that blow that he would crush Satan and gain the possibility of victory over sin and death for humanity. It was a promise that God had made. It was a promise that he would shine more light on as the millennia past. Over the years, God had many different prophets, prophets that he would give bits and pieces of his plan to, but it was to the prophet Isaiah that he gave a very key revelation concerning the Messiah promised all the way back in the Garden of Eden. Isaiah wrote, he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And our iniquities were upon him. And those were the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds... We are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. We have to ask the question, well, who is this him? Who is this person who takes our iniquities upon himself? Who is this deliverer that God promised to Adam, Eve, and even the devil there in the Garden of Eden? Who is this Messiah that the prophet Isaiah gave a prophecy about? Well, 700 years later, a man named Joseph and his fiancée, Mary, would play a major part in bringing him into the world and introducing him to the world as well. You know, there was nothing really particularly special about Mary. She lived in a, a village called Nazareth, and she was very poor, but she was happy because she was preparing for her upcoming marriage to Joseph. And then one day, 
The angel Gabriel appeared to her, saying, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom. There will be no end. Imagine receiving such a message as you're preparing for your wedding. Well, Mary responded saying, How will this be since I am a virgin? And Gabriel responded and answered saying, But the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. For nothing is impossible with God. And so it was that when the day of her delivery came, Mary gave birth to her firstborn, and she and Joseph gave him the name Jesus, which means Yahweh is salvation. Well, you know, as important as the birth of Jesus is, truly it was only the first step toward the reason that he came. The angel told Joseph the reason for the Christ child. He was to save his people from their sins. But how would he do that? It's a great question. Peter was one of the first that Jesus called to follow him. He was part of the inner circle of Jesus. He was also the one who identified Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of the living God. After Jesus ascended to heaven, Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he delivered a sermon that saw 3,000 people give their lives to Christ. In that sermon, Peter spoke of the nature of the provision God made to bring salvation from the curse of sin and death. He said, men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves know. This Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. But God raised him up, loosing the pains of of death because it was not possible for him to be held by it. The death and the resurrection of Jesus is the provision that God made to bring saving grace to those who live under the curse of sin and death. And that right there is the reason that he came. More than a baby in a manger that we celebrate at this time of the year. Jesus is the Son of God. Come into this world to make atonement for sin, to give men, women, boys, and girls from every nation, tribe, and tongue an invitation to repent of sin and to embrace himself as their Savior and Lord. Doing that is an act of faith. It is an act of humbling of self. An acknowledgement that only Jesus can cleanse a soul and make one right with God. So, 
What is your response to that message? What is your response to the provision that God has made for the salvation of the human soul? Listen to me very carefully. Every single person, everyone, no one is excluded, everyone has a response to the gospel. Everybody. We either turn in faith believing or we go on our way in unbelief. Those are the only two responses that can be made. But scripture says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, meaning is made right with God, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. And I love this part. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone. No one is excluded automatically. It doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter what you have done in your life. When you hear the gospel message, if you are willing to humble yourself before the Lord, if you are willing to call upon his name in faith believing, he has promised. He won't cast you out. He will not cast you aside, but he will draw you in. And he will save your soul. And he will make you part of the family of God and a citizen of the kingdom of God. Our modern day Christmas celebration has basically come down to two things for most people. Number one, it is a time of giving gifts to friends and family. No doubt, pretty much all of us in this room and those in the overflow room and those online We'll be doing that in just a few short hours. And then the second thing is just spending time with family. I noticed today as many of you were coming in that some of your family who do not live around here locally have come here and they visited and they're with you today and I'm so glad that they're here. But you know, giving those gifts and spending time with family, that's awesome, that's great as far as it goes. But the greatest gift that one can receive is the forgiveness of sin and a right relationship with God through Jesus Christ. The greatest family to be part of is the body of Christ. To become a son, to become a daughter of the Heavenly Father. And so I ask you, who heard, have heard this message, who have heard the message of the songs that have been sung here this morning, have you received God's gift in Jesus? Are you a part of God's family? If you are, and I'm sure that many of you are, then you should rejoice. This should be a time of great rejoicing, a time of great joy. You should worship him and celebrate the greatest gift and the greatest family that you could ever be part of. But if not, if you have not yet opened your heart to the Lord Jesus, I invite you today to turn from sin, turn from self, and embrace the love and the mercy and the grace of God that comes through Jesus Christ. Perhaps that generates questions in your heart or mind. Well, what about this? What about that? What does this over here mean? That's what we're here for, the Mission Church. That's what I'm here for. We're here to help. We're here to come alongside. We're here to open God's Word and help you find the answers to those questions. We're here to be ambassadors for the Lord Jesus Christ, to help men, women, boys, and girls find that relationship, that forgiveness, that peace with God 
through Jesus Christ. My contact information is on the screen. And if you reach out to me, I'll reach back. You can call me, you can text me, you can email me. I'll be here at the end of the service. If you want to come up and talk a little bit, I would be happy to talk with you, pray with you, and attempt to answer any questions you may have from God's Word. I want to close my message this morning with these words that come from the Christmas hymn, O Holy Night. We just heard Will sing that. And there are these few words in one of the verses. Long lay the world in sin and error pining. Hmm. What was the world pining for? What was the world longing for? What is the world still longing for? They're looking for that deliverer. They're looking for that Messiah. And this morning I am so blessed to be able to tell you that he has come. And he has defeated sin and he has defeated death through his cro- death on the cross and through his resurrection from the grave. And that made salvation's joy available to all who will receive that gift of God's grace by faith. He came for this. He came for this. So won't you open your heart and receive his gift of saving grace? Won't you worship him for what he has done in your life? Heavenly Father, I pray that you will take these simple thoughts that come from your word and the stories that are there, the accounts of how you worked over the millennia to bring your son into this world, how you used him to give his life, to bear our sins upon him, to pay our sin debt, how you raised him from the dead, and how today he lives and reigns, and his arms are open to anyone who will come in faith believing, who will come trusting, who will come in humility, who will come in repentance. He will save them. He will make them new. He will give them the gift of a new heart, a new family, and a new future. Father, for those of us in the room, for those of us in the overflow, for those who are online who have received that gift, may we not allow that to be shadowed by all of the other things that go on in this season. May we truly rejoice and may we worship. And for those who have not yet opened their heart, may this day, this very day, this morning, may it be the time that they come to you confessing their sin, confessing Jesus as their Lord, and receiving the gift of salvation. Lord, we thank you for the joy that this brings to those who receive it. And we pray this in Jesus' name. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. 
We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission.